0: Welcome to episode 8 of Talking About the Bible, How to Meditate, Lesson Number 2. I am Reverend Bob Wood and I am here to help you to be a better Bible student and a better Bible teacher. We're in the midst of a group of episodes that are Talking about how to meditate and what meditation means is something different for a Christian than it is in an Eastern religion like Buddhism or Hinduism. If you're as old as I am and remember the transcendental meditation movement in the United States or yoga or any of those kinds of Eastern philosophies, Christian meditation is very clear. And if you did not listen to episode 7, I want to recommend you go back and listen to it as it gives a biblical basis for why meditation is important in our life. So today we're going to be talking about the real practical aspect of meditation, how to do it. There are a bunch of different ways to do it. I'm just going to share with you how I do it. Now, I always start my meditation week On Sunday, the first day of the week, also a time that I generally take a lot of time during the day to focus on my spiritual life. I preach on Sundays, of course, as a minister, but also I have a tendency to be a little less involved in the TV and all those other things and try to focus on my spiritual life, at least for a good part of the day. One of the things that you do when you're going to meditate is you set a plan of what you're going to meditate about, and I will be sharing in a future episode with you a plan where you can meditate with me, and we'll have a a little discussion group where we can talk about this. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to do a plan for the coming week on how to meditate. It doesn't matter if you listen to this episode years after I record it. You can still follow this plan for this week. And uh, then we'll go to episode nine and look at making a plan for how to meditate for a whole three month period. This meditation that I'm going to do for this coming week is from a psalm that's very familiar. I thought that would be a good way for us to start. That is Psalm 23. I'm going to read the whole psalm to you first. I'm reading it out of the King James Version now. When you go to meditate, you want to meditate out of the translation of the Bible that you mostly use and that you've memorized from. Uh-huh, that you've memorized from. That's key, and that we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about adding the discipline of memorizing the Bible to your life as part of a, a daily routine also later on in another episode. Now, Psalm 23, I learned as a child, and I learned back before we had all these different translations, so I memorized it in the King James Version. So that's what I'm going to be reading from today. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Now, after I've read the passage that I'm going to be meditating on for the coming week, what I do is I go and open either a study Bible, a Bible commentary, some other uh, source where I can get some background information about this passage. Now, if you're already a pastor and you have deep understanding of the Bible, you may not need to do this. But for those of us who do not have a a deep background in the Scriptures, that would be a, the next thing I would do is go get a couple of commentaries. That'd be great. Now you want to you can use also something like an NIV Study Bible, Life Application Bible. Not so much, but an NIV Study Bible, a Ryrie Study Bible, ESV Study Bible that goes through and will help you understand certain aspects of this passage that you may not naturally in your experience have a a, a familiarity with. For example, there is a passage, uh, a verse here that says, verse 4, the end of it says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, without the experience of understanding this particular psalm, you may not know why a rod and a staff would comfort you. So you may need some background information, and the place to do that is in the commentary or in a study Bible. Now... After you have that, you have done that on Sunday, and you've got your background already uh, worked out. What I would, what I do, is I print the passage that I'm going to do for that week onto a piece of paper, and I even write notes on it of anything that I learned in reading the commentary or the study Bible, that I want to remember when I get to that verse. For example, I would write beside verse 4, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, refers to the different equipment that the shepherd had to uh, guide and direct and discipline the sheep along their path, along their way. Having wrote those things out, I'm now ready to start. So Monday, I'm going to do my meditation. I'm going to do it twice a day. I'm going to do it in the morning as part of my quiet time, which is meditation isn't the whole quiet time. It's just part. But right now, we're just going to do this part of the construct of a quiet time. And I would do it again at night, following the direction that we uh, read in Psalm 1 in episode 7, where it said, day and night, I meditate on Thy word. So in the morning, in the evening, I whip out my piece of paper, which I'm going to carry around in my pocket all day. And I'm going to start off by meditating only on verse 1. I'm going to start off by saying a verse that I always say as part of a prayer. Be still and know that I am God, thus saith the Lord. The verse 1 that I'm looking at today says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, part of meditation is a combination of listening for God's voice through the passage and asking questions at the same time. So I'm going to ask, first of all, and the questions are going to be different for every passage, but in this example, I ask, first of all, what does it mean that the Lord is my shepherd? First of all, what is the Lord? Who is the Lord? And I would answer that to myself and listen for that answer. The Lord is God, the person that I have committed my life to. And what does it mean to be a shepherd? Okay, now that I'd have to think. And There's a lot of quiet and a lot of contemplation in meditation. A shepherd is a person who guides sheep and takes care of them. So I'm saying that the Lord is my shepherd. He's the person that takes care of me and guides me. And the Lord is responsible for the shepherd, for the sheep, not the sheep for the shepherd. The Lord is responsible for the sheep. And I'm a sheep. The Lord is my shepherd, so therefore I must be a sheep. And the last part of the verse says, I shall not want, or I will need nothing. Now, this brings me to a lot of questions. What is it that I really need? What is it that God, as my shepherd, will provide me? And as you go through meditation, I at least write things down. What does it mean that the Lord's going to provide all my needs? What what needs do I really have? Do I need some exotic fancy car no do i need do i need some fancy clothes no what is it that is needed and so meditation is this question and answering activity that you do within yourself and listening for the lord to guide you yes you're using your own mind but god is speaking through you to guide you on how you take this verse And make it my own. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now, as I question myself right now about what I want, what I need, what I really have to have, which is what the verse is talking about, what I really have to have, there's not a whole lot I really need. God has provided well for me. I have food, I have clothing, I have a place to live. He has taken care of my real needs. So that means all this other stuff that I'm seeing on advertising and I'm being pressured into having are maybe things that I don't really need. And I shouldn't expect God to give them to me because it says he'll give me what I really need. Sheep are just given the things they really need. They're giving protection, food, water, comfort, to a certain extent, in the security of the the shepherd will protect them. But a sheep's needs are very basic. And so if I'm really going to be following my shepherd, I need to rethink my my needs. As I would continue in, in my meditation, making this verse more and more mine by the more and more I apply it to my life, I would come to two steps, one of which is, how am I going to apply this verse to my life? How am I going to make it come true in my life? What actions and changes I'm going to take because of this verse in my life? And I'd write that down on my piece of paper by the verse. The second question I would ask is, does this verse give me any instructions on how I'm supposed to treat other people. Now, really, this kind of does in an indirect fashion, because if I'm relying on the Lord to take care of me as my shepherd, then I shouldn't have stress. And if I don't have stress, that might change the way I treat other folks. After I spent an exhausted time thinking on this verse and writing down my, my notes in my paper, I end with a prayer asking God to change me, to make me what I've written down on my paper and to keep me focused on following him. And then I always close by saying the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That's how I meditate. Now we're going to look a little deeper in lesson three on the tools and how to make a plan for meditation. But I'm going to tell you, if you do this every day, and if you go through scriptures like this twice a day, applying it to you, opening yourself up to God and His Word, it'll change your life. You'll grow closer to Him, and you'll grow closer to His ideal for you, which is for you to be perfect. Have a good day.